Welcome to the Critics Not Cynics 31 Days of Horror Spectacular, Day 8. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about The Houses That October Built, a fun found footage horror film that helps celebrate the great occasion of the Halloween season. Uh, if you're not familiar with this movie, um, I think it is available on Netflix still. Uh, I'm not sure if it is streaming for free on Prime, and I'm not sure. I think it might be available on Hulu, uh, both the first and second one. I, I believe, don't quote me on that, uh, I have not had a chance to check out to see if it's still on there. Um, but regardless, is definitely worth a um, a watch for to get you into the Halloween mood. So the basic premise of this movie is a group of friends have decided that they are going to do a documentary film on haunted houses throughout the country uh, with an emphasis on trying to find some more of the extreme haunts. And the beginning of the movie kind of opens up actually at the end uh, where someone is in a trunk and then is kind of dragged out of it. Uh, and then we go back to the beginning of the events and everything that leads up to that and leads up to Halloween. And uh, one of the things that I really like about this movie is it's very low-key. Um, I'm sure that a lot of the attractions that they visit in the movie are actual haunted attractions throughout the U.S. And they have a lot of fun with it. Uh, I'm sure they got some of the scare actors to be a part of the movie and just talk about kind of the fun aspect of being a scare actor and why they do this, why they love the the season so much. And um, I, I really like that aspect about it. And I really liked once they started kind of getting into the more extreme um, haunts and kind of coming across... I want to say is blue blue skull or something to that effect. Um, as I've had a problem recently with some of these, it's been a while since I've watched them, so I don't quite remember all of the the pieces that come into it. But or blue skeleton, maybe that that's what it is. I'm I'm fairly certain it's either blue skull or blue skeleton. Um, that's supposed to get you uh, into these big extreme haunts or do these things that not you're not normally allowed to do in a haunted attraction. Um, and there's a lot of really creepy moments in it. The, the doll-faced girl is probably one of the creepiest characters that I've seen in horror in a while. Um, the way she moves, kind of the way she talks, when she shows up at their RV at, at night and... Uh, they're trying to ask her if she needs help, if, she, if she's lost, you know, what's going on. And then all of a sudden she just like starts screaming and then they kick her out of the RV. And then like later at one point they, they like turn the headlights on uh, the RV and they're just like surrounded by this group of like scare actors and they don't quite know why. And eventually they go away. Um and one of the other like really kind of creepy aspects, and I, I find this creepy in a lot of horror films, uh, especially ones that use kind of the found footage format uh, of when 
you know, someone goes into what is supposed to be kind of your your safety, like going into your house or going into the RV. It's supposed to be locked. It's supposed to be secure. You're surrounded by your friends. You, you know, you're protected. But then somehow these people manage to find a way in and then they're filming you and they're caressing your cheek or, you know, messing uh, something up while you're asleep and you don't know it. And uh, that happens not just in this, but in the sequel, which might be tomorrow's movie. I haven't made up my mind yet if that's going to be the next one that I want to talk about or if I want to move that further on down the line. But uh, that kind of feeling of realness and um, this kind of taking place in reality is is kind of the terrifying aspect to it, uh, to kind of get the impression that you could go to uh, the dense schoolhouse kind of in the area that I live in and have these group of maybe kind of not so sane people, uh, running these events and them, uh, you know, doing something to you at some point. Cause like this really kicks it into third gear near the end of the film. The final act is pretty intense. Um, and is just kind of this culmination because not only like are these people kind of insane, but, you know, the, the group kind of provokes it. Like, they kind of get themselves asking for it. And I, I'm remembering of a particular scene where one of the the guys climbs up onto, the, like, the roof of the building and is, like, you know, screaming the line from uh, almost famous, like, I am a, I am a golden idol or whatever that is. Uh, and then getting kind of shouted at, shouted at by one of the scare actors to get down and then like kind of getting chased off, uh, you know, and, and kind of kicked out of the attraction. And, uh, so, you know, and then they actually are also like willingly asking for it. They go around, they're trying to research it because they kind of get bored with the normal kind of haunts that aren't really scaring them and aren't really affecting them or impacting them in any way. And they feel like that, their like little documentary project is is kind of failing and so they decide to go kind of searching for these extreme haunts and these extreme haunts actually exist there's a very interesting uh, documentary i believe it's called haunters um on netflix and uh there's one guy that's actually featured in that that's featured in the dark tourism uh a series that's also on Netflix. And um, that guy is absolutely insane. Like the waivers that you have to sign to partake in that attraction because he goes all out. Like, I mean, he will take you up to the point of you possibly having a heart attack. Uh, I would never want to experience that, that myself. I don't know why that would be appealing for someone. Because, I mean, like, in that particular situation, that guy, like, almost, he has you go to a certain location, and then he has his crew basically go and, like, abduct you. Like, bags over your head. And then he, like, verbally insults you before starting the actual haunt and giving you the chance to opt out. And I, I think that there is a safe word. But, like, in the situation of uh, the movie of the houses that October built, um, I don't think, like, that they're, like, they're looking for ones that don't have safe words. Ones that really kind of push the needle and push push it far to the extreme. And they end up kind of coming across that. 
and I really like the uh, the costume design. And, and and this movie is also very well shot for a found footage. Uh, you don't get a whole lot of shaky cam. You don't get a whole lot of like just people just running around and the camera kind of like facing down at the ground and it's just shaking back and forth, back and forth. I know that's a pet peeve of my um, co-host because he's not as much of a fan of the found footage films as I am. Uh, but I, I can see where that complaint comes from. Also, if you're kind of prone to motion sickness, that's like not something you want to be seen on a big screen or on your TV. Uh, but I think the houses that October built really kind of does it better. I mean, these are, you know, people who are professionally trained around cameras. So like, they're not just like kids who are quote unquote kids who like just are having their phones or having the camera, not really knowing how to use it, not really knowing that they need to stabilize it. Um, and so I think that they do a really good job with the, with the cinematography, cinematography for it. And, uh, the, again, going back to the costume designs, the costumes are really creepy. Like I said, the, the doll girl really sticks out and I mean, she's just absolutely terrifying. And then you've got some of your kind of killer clowns, um, that are out there and they are uh very creepy and like i mean they get some very like well-built uh guys that like if i saw one of them down a dark alley i would probably turn around and try to run away as fast as i could because i would stand no chance trying to defend myself against them um so this kind of ends on on a in an ambiguous note that the sequel in my opinion, kind of undoes. And I think that uh, the sequel, when in, when compared to this one, is a little bit lesser. Uh, there's something that they couldn't quite capture magic-wise that this first one really, really captures. And it does, undoes a lot of what the ending kind of puts you at. And uh, I feel like they could have done it a little bit how that they continued it on in the sequel, but they might have changed a few things uh, around a little bit. Uh, and when I talk about that one, I'll go into more detail about what I mean on that. But uh, this is definitely a fun one, especially if you like going to ha- Halloween haunts, or even if you don't, but you want to still kind of experience them a little bit. They do go to quite a few. Uh, they even do kind of like a, a, a zombie hayride where they've got like paintball guns and they can shoot at uh, the actors that are coming out like it's the zombie apocalypse. So there are a lot of like there is a lot of fun and the characters have a lot of fun and they do come across some interesting characters along the way that kind of freak them out. The one that kind of comes to mind is the the campfire uh, scene where a guy just kind of shows up and I think he's a worker at one of the, the scares that's like right down the road. Um, but I kind of some things I wish that they would have gone with is I think that I wish they could have explained a little bit more about the blue skeleton group and um their actual motivations and if they because you kind of get the feeling that it's kind of like a texas chainsaw massacre family type situation but um it's not exactly that and i think i might have liked that a little bit more if they had gone that route like that there was some outside motivation for them to be going after people other than the fact that like this group is actively searching for that extreme haunt and wants to meet this group or you know partake in their haunt, uh, I kind of wish that there was more of a malicious intent, uh, more of a 
method to the madness um, and more explanation of what is going on. I think the end is really good, but I think that we, if we had seen more of what was happening to the individual characters one by one, I mean, we see parts, but everything kind of just happens and you don't quite see the aftermath. Now, again, the sequel kind of expands on that and does show you the aftermath, but I feel like it kind of undoes the ambiguity and the magic that was set up in this one. But it's definitely one I love to watch. And even the sequel, I, I love to watch. I own both, um, although I own them on two different services. I think I own the first one on my PlayStation video, but then I own the sequel on my Voodoo, and I need to uh, rectify that situation. Uh, I don't know if they need to do a third one. I, I mean, they it, if you get to the sequel, and the end of the sequel, and uh, like I said, I'll, I'll talk more on that one on a, on a future episode, uh, it's definitely kind of set up for a third film, but I don't know where a third film would go. I'd almost rather they kind of reboot it uh, or do a different group, but make some tweaks to the story a little bit. Uh, I would even almost kind of like to see them go in a direction of it actually being haunted, like for real haunted. And this is like maybe... Uh, you know, an actual just like group of ghosts or malicious ghosts. But I, I don't know how you would do that effectively or do it where it kind of feels realistic. Like that's one thing I do praise about this movie is it's a sense of realism um, that these are places you can actually go and visit and see some of these characters in their, in their get-ups and uh, go through these actual haunted attractions um, and, and visit them and see them in real life. So... Uh, at the same time, as much as like I, I would like to see them go maybe in a more supernatural aspect, uh, the the realism really is what works for this movie uh, and works for its sequel. Although, again, some more intense and more motivation behind the group that uh, is in charge of the extreme haunts that ends up abducting them later on and putting them through these rigorous uh, um, scenarios... I, I really wish there had been a little bit more explanation behind that group. So I think that's what's going to do do it for us uh, on this episode. Uh, thank you guys again for sticking along. Uh, my rating for this one is going to be a um, 3.5 out of 5. Um, I think that there was some area for improvement, but it's still a really good found footage horror film. And I definitely have to recommend it for you to get you into the Halloween spirit. And, um, again, head on over to iTunes and, uh, rate and review the podcast, subscribe, follow me on Podbean, uh, leave some comments on there. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at critics NT cynics. Um, you can write into the podcast at criticsnotcynics at gmail.com. You can follow me over on Instagram, although I'm not nearly as active on there, at criticsnotcynics. And we'll see you guys on day nine.